0: Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on another warm Wednesday, May the 18th, or coming up, you can hear from our reporter at the scene of a stabbing in Folkestone. We've also got shocking stats on the number of vulnerable children going missing in Kent, plus very important details on a weather warning you need to be aware of. But first today, the man who took the photo, which led to the killer of a Kent PCSO being caught says he just had a feeling something wasn't right. Gavin Tucker had spotted Callum Wheeler while driving the day after Julia James had been attacked in Woodland near Snowdown last April. His image was later shared by police with the media. It led to Wheeler being identified and arrested. Or well, Gavin, who's a local gamekeeper, has been speaking to our reporter Lydia Chantler-Hicks. I
2: was driving along that main road over the back there, and as I was coming along up to the junction, I was looking through the hedge and then obviously I see this chap walking up on the inside of this field here. Um, originally I was gonna go left, but I decided for some reason to come right. And as I was driving along, again, some reason in my head someone told me to put the dash cam on and then as I drove along that's when I pulled in and then obviously you see this, this male here. Oh my way up to! Right, yeah, alright, what's that about then, yeah where are you going then? Oh yeah, it's um, I'm, I'm reporting, it might be nothing to do with, but there's a suspicious fella I've just approach, uh, approached and he's running off and there's been a bit of the um, a death um, at Accolt, down at Accolt at the moment at Cult Wood uh, near Dover, between um, Dover and Canterbury.
1: How far away do you think it was that you were when you saw him in the distance, walking along, and decided to turn your car? It was probably yeah,
2: a third of a mile. I suppose it's a it's quite a distance through there. Um, but obviously, with everything going on, I just thought I'd better check it out.
1: And then you obviously came round here, and you actually had an interaction with him. And how would you kind of describe his behaviour when when you had that exchange with him?
2: Just all over the place, really a bit nervous, just a bit not sure what what to say I think he was really.
1: You then had had the brainwave of taking a photograph of him and that photograph has basically led to his being captured you know it it helped him be identified and 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 has helped bring justice to Julia's family how does it feel knowing that you've kind of played a part in that?
2: Uh, It's just a closure for the family really it must be painful for what they've gone through and it's just that you know I look after all this area here really and uh, just you know done my little bit really for the community.
0: On Monday, 22-year-old Wheeler from Aylesham was convicted of murdering Julia. Meantime, his dad claims his son was let down by social services. John Wheeler says he tried to get Callum help with his mental health issues shortly before he carried out the fatal attack. Wheeler will be sentenced after psychiatric reports are carried out. Kent Online News. A park in Rochester has been cordoned off by police who are investigating reports of a rape. Officers have been searching the vines after a woman was apparently attacked in the early hours of Sunday. They've also arrested a 21-year-old man. Some worrying news on knife crime in the county today. First, two boys aged 14 and 15 have been arrested after two teenagers were stabbed in Folkestone. They're both said to be in a stable condition in hospital after being targeted in a car park at Middle Square near Bouverie Place shopping centre last night. It's believed the victims and suspects who remain in custody are known to each other. Well, our reporter Sam Lennon has been to the scene.
3: At the moment, there are no signs that anything's even happened because the police presence is now gone. There's one policewoman who's uh, a local beat uh, officer who's just keeping up uh, a presence of reassurance in the area. But neighbours have said that uh, last night... There were several police in the area, a police van uh, blocking a police van blocking the uh, the entrance to the car park that's a forensics van, and four police vans at the other side of the square. Uh, the neighbour said to me that the very fact that, that there was a forensics van in there must have suggested there was something very
0: serious. Elsewhere, a teenage boy has been taken to hospital after being stabbed in the leg in Herm Bay. He's also said to be in a stable condition after being injured on Claremont Street last night. A 16-year-old boy and 48-year-old man have been arrested on suspicion of assault. A Kent man who abused two children over an eight-year period has been jailed. Robin Noble committed a series of offences between 2005 and 2013. The 65-year-old from Halstead near Sevenoaks has been locked up for eight years. Three men and a woman have been charged with GBH following an attack in Whitstable which left a man and woman in hospital. They were assaulted on the high street last Saturday. The suspects are due in court and one of them is also accused of various offences including arson. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Next today and a vulnerable child in council care in Kent went missing for more than three and a half years according to shocking data seen by the Kent Online podcast. A Freedom of Information request has revealed that since 2018 there have been over 8,000 recorded incidents where children under the authorities care went missing. Among them was an asylum seeking child who disappeared for just under 100 We've been speaking to Josie Allen, who's from the charity Missing People. It's it's
1: hard to say what kind of typically might happen, but they they may well be at risk of um, carrying out criminal activity under coercion so they can be arrested. Um, We know that children have been charged and prosecuted um, for crimes that have been committed while they were exploited and actually they, they weren't responsible for what was happening. Um, As I've said, children could be sexually sexually assaulted and raped um, while that's not necessarily what's happening because they can't uh, consent to sexual exploitation. Um, Children will end up in quite unsafe environments a lot of the time, so they might be attending uh, what are referred to as parties, but actually they're just groups of groomers and perpetrators um, providing drugs and alcohol. Um, and then exploiting young people. They might be um, in sort of locations where drugs are sold from, so sometimes referred to as trap houses, uh, which generally are very unsafe. There might be addicts attending, there might be instances of violence. um, And again, there's always a threat that the police might attend and sort of arrest a young person as a perpetrator without understanding what's happening for them. There's a whole range of issues that we know can affect um, kind of traffic young people and that becomes particularly intense when you talk about unaccompanied asylum seeking children if it's that they've been trafficked by organised crime groups. Um, so in those situations you might have young people, as, as you mentioned, some young people go missing for really long times and um, unfortunately unaccompanied asylum seeking children are amongst those at the highest risk of going missing long term so they're more likely to go missing for longer than almost any other group Um, and we think that's often because they are trafficked into modern slavery uh, where they may be held against their will, held in um, enforced labour and that can vary what that looks like. It might be um, being forced to work in a cannabis farm, it could be being forced to work in a nail bar or a car wash, it might be domestic labour or again it might be sexual uh, exploitation. We think that there should be wraparound support for any children who are at risk of going missing and that that should be kind of specialised depending on the child and their circumstances. So a really big one is building trusting relationships. So having appropriate placements um, that are sort of culturally sensitive and that are language appropriate if it's an unaccompanied minor, then they need hopefully to be with someone that, that he can talk to and can understand them. Um, We think that there needs to be sort of special support in place to ensure that young people have access to education, um, that they're engaging at school, and we want more safe spaces for them to talk about what's happening for them. Um, So one positive thing is that all children who go missing, uh, there's a duty to offer them a return interview when they come back. So that's uh, commissioned by the local authority. It might be delivered by... Um, local authority themselves or sometimes they commission a third sector partner to carry out the interviews and they should ideally be just a a really safe space with someone completely independent from the child's care to have a conversation about why they went missing, whether they need any help, um, what happened while they were away and then vitally if that actually triggers genuine intervention then it can really help to kind of prevent children from getting further sort of in in even more deep with what's happening um and can help divert them to the services that they need.
0: Well, Kent County Council has sent us quite a lengthy statement. This is part of it. It says, the council is extremely careful to avoid children and young people going missing by placing them with experienced foster carers or supported living providers, training them in the importance of looking out for signs of trafficking and work closely with all our children in care to understand what the push and pull factors are which cause missing episodes to occur. All our missing children and young people in care are offered a returner into of you, and young people tell us that pull factors are the most significant reason to go missing and in this regard, they are overwhelmingly seeking contact with extended family members and friends. You can head to the story on kentonline.co.uk today to read that statement in full. Bosses in another part of Kent are being criticised for more than tripling the cost of purple rubbish sacks. Canterbury City Council says the move has been made to clamp down on people taking advantage of the system and encourage the recycling of household waste. Now, it means it'll now cost you £9.23 per roll to order. A Labour councillor says it's ridiculous during the cost of living crisis. Well, we're going to stick with that theme because we've also found out today that inflation has reached its highest level in 40 years. It's currently at 9%. It was mainly driven by a jump in energy costs, but there was also a 12% increase in the price of sugar and a 6.5% rise in restaurant bills. Well, Rick Schofield is from a business advisor group called Azets who are based in Ashford and he's been chatting about it to Ish.
4: It is very concerning. Um, We haven't had this kind of inflation, certainly in my, my professional lifetime. It breaks down really into two things. I think where we have businesses who deal with other businesses, it's not the end of the world for them. Most of them are passing it on. Those people who deal with customers, so retail, hospitality, that's a complete nightmare for them. Yeah everybody i am you are. we're all thinking do i really need to spend this do i need to save a bit more and then yeah you know, so it's it's that hospitality retail sector that got hit by covid is unfortunately getting hit again
3: where does that leave say a small business for example struggling with their rising costs and then having being forced to then increase their prices to because they they've, they've left no choice they've got to try and, and find a way to meet the cost
4: you you can either increase your prices, and I think a lot of people are trying to increase the prices, and the other side of that is you then need to start thinking about saving your costs, you know, to keep yourself viable, uh, and that then has a the, the horrible implication that we could end up going into a recession as well as having inflation, and that will be a nightmare scenario for everybody.
3: Do you feel a recession is is a very strong possibility?
4: Unfortunately, towards the end of the year, I I, I can see that happening. Yes.
0: Quite a gloomy outlook there from Rick. It's also been revealed 75% of businesses in Kent expect their profits to fall. It's as they're hit by increased costs and rising inflation. A survey by accountants Creston Reeves also found 86% of businesses have been forced to increase wages to attract and keep staff. Kent Online reports. I'm afraid this isn't good news for drivers today. Operation Rock is going to stay in place on the M20 until at least the end of the jub bank holiday. The Kent Resilience Forum, the people who deal with managing emergencies in the county, say traffic control measures are still needed as more of us head away during half-term holidays. p Ferries are still running a reduced service between Dover and Calais after replacing 800 workers with lower paid agency staff in March. You may remember that Operation Brock was first brought in at the start of April so lorries could queue on the motorway as they waited to cross the channel. That contraflow system, as we say, is going to have to stay in place until after the Jubilee Bank holiday weekend which happens in early June. Our plans for a £9 million leisure complex at the old BHS store in Tunbridge Wells have been scrapped. Developers wanted to convert the empty unit at Royal Victoria Place with a go-kart track, cinema and bowling included in the proposals but it's no longer going ahead as the owner of the shopping centre won't approve it. Meantime, part of a lake in North Kent could be filled in so thousands of new homes can be built. The planning body behind Ebbsfleet Garden City want to create a new neighbourhood with 1,300 properties. Developers also want to build a music and arts venue there. You can see what it would look like if it did eventually get built by heading to Kent Online. A Kent family have raised an incredible amount of money for the hospital that saved their son's life. Luke Waddison from Rainham, who's now 12, was born with congenital heart defects and needed surgery when he was just five days old. He was treated at the Evelina Children's Hospital in London and his dad Anthony says it was important they said thank you.
3: Luke was born with congenital heart defects which is called coarctation of the aorta so he was born at uh, St Thomas's or the Evelina Children's Hospital which is next to St Thomas's. And uh, we were part of a group that was supported through that called ECHO, which is the Everly's Children's Hospital organisation, which basically supports uh, parents who have children or are expecting children that have potential problems um, with their hearts. Um, And um, from that moment on, we started to raise money. Once Luke was born, the support that we got, it was fa- it was fantastic. He he was okay, but we wanted to give something back. So we um we we've raised twenty seven and a half thousand pounds so far over the twelve years since Luke was born, and uh, and that's been through a number of things. And Savannah came along um, seven years ago, and she's been involved in in all of the activities that we with it. She can be in those in those seven years, and. Most recently, she um, saw the problems that were with the Ukrainian war, and and, the, and the, she saw some children on the on the television, and she just asked if she could do some fundraising to support support those. And uh, given our connections with the Everlees and Children's Hospital, that's where it came to to do the a sponsored bike ride with um, with both children. Savannah asked six of her friends, she's an organizer like her mom um so she asked six of her friends um to if they wanted to do it, or well, she asked a whole class actually, but six wanted to do it and um it went it went really well, obviously, everything takes quite a lot of organizing. But on the day, some of the children that were on their kind of a, t- a tiny bikes, some had bigger bigger bikes, some hadn't ridden a huge amount before, but it was a beautiful day and a great group of people and the kids did really really well uh it was hot uh it was quite hard work some of the hills around the um at the cyclo park and uh yeah it was a it was a really nice day and I say all the kids achieved the distance that they said they were going to achieve and um uh yeah had a had a nice day while while doing it. And we've had a lot of people support us as well. So it's not just it's not just us like like um Savannah's friends from the school and a lot of Luke's friends from from uh his schools over the over the years they've really supported us and we've had friends and family and associates doing various different uh fundraising activities from half marathons to abseiling down guys tower up in up in london to raffles we've done sponsored walks and sponsored swims so we've done a huge amount of um events and lots of people have been involved in that through the through the years.
0: They've most recently raised £3,000 at a cycling event at Cyclo Park in Gravesend. Turning to Sheerness now, and the clock tower in the town has returned after a major renovation. It took seven months and £160,000 to restore it to its former glory. You can see pictures of it on the website. This is a really cute one today. A former bus waiting room in Sandwich is being turned into a coffee and cocktail bar. The 100 year old Grade 2 listed building in Cattle Market. Has has been used as storage until recently. The new bar is going to be called The Waiting Room and is due to open at the end of the month. At Kent Online today, you can find out about the Pride events that are going to be happening in Kent this summer. Alexandra Burke, Rylan, and Styles from RuPaul's Drag Race will be heading to the county. The biggest event will be in Canterbury's Dane John Gardens next month with 25,000 people expected to attend. And as promised, it might be sunny at the moment, but we're being warned to expect thunderstorms In Kent. A yellow alert will be in force from 7 this evening until 3 tomorrow morning. The Met Office say flooding and lightning could cause disruption in the county.
2: Kent Online Sports
0: cricket and Kent Zach Crawley has kept his place in the England squad he's had a slow start to the county championship season scoring an average of just 19.5 runs former Kent captain Rob Key has assembled the team after taking over as England's new managing director last month their first match starts on the 2nd of June a rugby league game is going to be played at Ebbsfleet Stadium this summer the London Broncos will take on the Sheffield Eagles on the 3rd of July as their regular home pitch is closed for maintenance work it's also hoped it'll encourage more of us in Kent to play and support rugby league. And finally in football, huge congratulations today to Dartford, who've won the Kent Senior Cup. They beat Folkestone in Victor 6-2 at Chatham Townsground last night. But well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site you need to subscribe. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Hey